Welcome everybody to Kingdom Family Talks. Uh, my name's Scott Wilson and it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm here with Leif today. Leif, great to be with you. Oh, it's good to be back home. Yeah, and this is this is actually the first podcast for 2018. We haven't actually released one all of January and most of February. So uh, I don't know what's been happening, but we've been busy. We've been busy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we, we've slowed down the pace a little bit on a lot of things that we've been working on. And uh, one of the things that that has allowed us to do is really focus on uh, a few different areas of, of really, I suppose, drawing some boundary lines and, and, and uh, figuring out how to articulate some different things that have been on your heart life for the last couple of last couple of months, particularly of 2017, and uh, we wanted to take some time, I suppose, to start the year. Even though it's well into the year, uh, we wanted to take some time and really help to articulate uh, really who Global Mission Awareness is, uh, what we stand for, who we are, where we're going. Um, you know, really taking that time to look to to the vision of the year ahead and the years ahead, and and really help to articulate that and. Leif, how did that kind of come about for you? What, what was your thought process with that? I think uh, we spent some time in uh, in Cambodia asking some good questions. Mm. We took a little break in the trips and I brought Paul Yada with me and we soaked in the presence and we're just realizing that pretty much all over the world now people are saying that, okay, uh, who are you? Where are you? I mean, they started to ask questions. What is, when you talk about a kingdom family movement or you talk about a Chernobyl one lifestyle, especially now that we become a family of families. We've heard that for about three, four years now. But again, now we want that in our local church. So I want to run a kingdom family business. So mm. uh, we have a group of people. We are part of the kingdom and family wealth group. The people that we are part of our, our group is to finance the second coming of Jesus and being involved. God is tapping us in. So it's just, but these people started to ask for a clarity in language. If you're going to have a culture that change culture, mm. it's very important that you have a language that is clear. So as soon as we started and to spend some time and uh, we spend time in the presence of God, to put the clarity of, uh, we, we found out that it's actually three specific things over all these years that God is doing. And as we realized what God was doing, it became also clear what we are not doing and what we're not supposed to be part of. Mm. So I think when we found these three things that is all united, it is together, but at the same time, it, it became very specific focus area for the next 10 years mm. of if we're going to build something, then it's very important to know the material we're going to build, yeah. but also how do we add value to everybody else that is out there. So if they come and coming around me or they're coming around you or anywhere they go in the world and they smell, they know it's not to be a franchise to copy, mm. but there's something of these core value that we have in common. So if you're running into a business or into a school, so any one of the sons and daughters of glory that is anywhere in the world there's something that we find that we have in common and that's what put yeah. us in place at the family table and you have seen it and i have seen it. So you can bring 500 people from all these nations all mm. these backgrounds and other people are coming into it and something changes with the environment because the environment we created now we're trying to give them language so when they go back to their places like mm. you saw in Kuala Lumpur Malaysia mm -hmm. just the, this place just came in I said wow for 10 years we've been looking for this or we've been looking for language for this yeah because this is what we've been doing for the last 10 years thank you so much for providing the language yeah. so we had a seed that became a tree now it's becoming a force and now we need to help them to take them through the journey how the seed became a tree how we became a family but and also to put specifically these three different areas that we do believe that what we are talking about so people can be connected to it and so that we can help to provide the very language that is needed for them so it can become clear to their people, clear to the world 
of some of the things that God is doing. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, it reminds me of, of something that I heard uh, Paul Manwaring say uh, via a video that he sent to an event we were at in 2016, I think it was, yeah. that, um, no, 2015. Uh, and he, he basically sort of said, we're not looking to replicate or, 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 or yeah, as you use the word franchise, you know, we're not looking to replicate Bethel around the world. But in 100 years' time, when we taste of the stream down river, can we taste the flavor of Bethel? And I think that that is a really great illustration of what we're trying to do. Everybody has their own uniqueness that they bring to the family. and uh, But uh, can you taste the DNA of the family? And so one of the things we're going to do, this is actually going to be part one of a two-part series we're going to, going to release. And um, we, we felt that it was, it was uh, needed to break it up into two parts. What we're going to do today... We're going to talk a little bit about the mission and the vision of GMA and touch on that to give a, a bit of a framework for everybody. And then the second thing we're going to do is we're going to explore the first two of the f- core values of GMA. Yeah. And in the second part of this series, we'll explore and unpack those other three uh, values. Um, so to, to, to kick that off and to just jump right in there, Leif, what is, what is the mission of Global Mission Awareness? I, I think the mission is a twofold. One is connected to the alignment and mm-hmm. the other one has to do with the assignment. Mm-hmm. So the alignment in a sense that everything that we do is kingdom. So the kingdom, what does that mean? It means that it is it's ruled by the reign of God. It's the reign of God, the rule and the reign of the king and his domain. Mm-hmm. But the heaven on earth is a family. So you find a kingdom and then family. So you would see again those two words in one way, I would almost say family first and then kingdom because the relationships, the alignment comes before the assignment. Mm. But it is a relationship with God and relationship with one another that comes from covenant. And that can only be experienced through family because God is a family, God is a father, God is a son, and God is a Holy Spirit. And the kingdom aspect of it is both the expression, the mission, and how that looks like and how that flows through family and is being expressed and extended and uh, how the world is able to see that in every area of society. Mm. So a global mission awareness, we are a kingdom family movement. Mm. And when we say the movement is, is connected again, that it is moving and it is touching every aspect of the world. Mm. So in a sense that it touches what we call the seven spheres of influence, the seven mountains is one way to say it, sons and daughters, where we are starting to see in every aspect of society, there are sons and daughters that represent who God is. And what we have become is a family of families that are just doing this together. Mm. So GMA used to be a family. This is who we are and this is what we are doing. And we are touching the least last lost from that very place. We, but now we have become a family of families, meaning that different families are coming together from all over and we become a kingdom family movement. So that's just to put it in a very simple way mm. of what is taking place. It's been about, yeah, it's almost 20 years into this journey, 19 years this year. That yeah. since that became a clarity and almost 19 years since Papa Jack, he was the one that had a dream. And then I had a vision for his dream. Mm. And it started actually where I asked Papa Jack, what does the kingdom look like? Because people would talk about the kingdom. People would talk about heaven on earth. There was, they started to use language. And Papa Jack said, son, I do not know. But all I know, it will only be entrusted through family. Mm. And it was almost like a seed of my father, a seed that went into my heart. Papa Jack didn't know what this looked like. And I said, wow, I'm going to capture. I want to see how heaven on earth, how it can become a family. How does family look like? And that started a journey. And that's what we have today. It's so beautiful to see that we become a family, a genuine family in the way we are doing things. And the model is based upon how 
the family in heaven is operating. Mm. How is it between a father son spirit? What is the unity? Because they are totally one. What is what is the way they honor one another? What is the language between one another and etc. So that kind of became the earlier processes that was in a seed format. Then it became a tree. We say, wow, that's what it looks like. That's what I want to be part of. That's what love looks like. That's what honor looks like. So people started to see that. And now we just started to put a language together. This is who we are. This is what we're about. We are a kingdom family movement. Everybody's going to know how good God is and they're going to know how loved they are through this family. So every one of the 7.5 billion people in the world need to know how good Papa God is and how loved they are. And that is through a kingdom family movement, a paradigm that we do believe that is the next primary move of God as we're seeing the 1 billion soul harvest coming in is going to come into family. So yeah, I think, um, you know, and I'll just jump in there because I think that sometimes people, uh, you know, we've been using this language for some time and I think sometimes people say, well, yeah, but what does that look like? You know, what does that look like for me? And we've actually fleshed some of this out on our website recently. Um, and you can go to globalmissionawareness.com forward slash vision. And we've actually articulated this for you. Actually, everything that we're going to be covering in, the ne- in this podcast and the next one is really spelt out there so you can wrap your head around it. But I just wanted to read this one statement because this kingdom family movement is really based around the central tenet of love. Yeah. And uh, we're going to unpack power and wisdom um, in, in the other two arms in a minute. But I just wanted to read this statement that the kingdom family movement is a movement that reflects the family culture of heaven and embraces the spirit of adoption to see mothers and fathers and sons and daughters reconciled in love. And that's based in Luke 15 and Matthew 3, 16 to 17. Just what, what does that mean, that reconciliation, reconciled in love? What does that mean, fathers and mothers, sons and daughters? What we see here is that love always connects mm. and fear makes people disconnected. Mm-hmm. So we use the scripture verses here coming together and the picture is of a loving father with his two sons. Mm. And the whole motivation of this kingdom family movement is the very father heart of God, the father's love for the world, a God so loved the world so much that he would give his only begotten son, a father that wants his family back. He didn't want them to be prodigal sons that is out there struggling with sin and separation. He didn't want us to be religious or rebellious, but he wanted his family back. And that's why he sent his only begotten son, because he wanted to restore his family back. So the why behind this is it started with God. It started with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the very love they have for one another. And that's the motivating force. And the Matthew 3, 16 and 17 that is being used here is primary to scripture. We're talking about the baptism of water. That has to do with the whole born-again experience, death, burial, resurrection, how Jesus was baptized, mm. how the Spirit came upon him that had to do with the power, how to live this life out he's just an example for us what his son looks like jesus how he is showing us to become a whole new breeds of sons and daughters that creation right now is crying out for but then it was the baptism of love and that is the super glue that keeps the family together Mm. that's when jesus before he had done anything was affirmed by the father this is my beloved son whom i love and whom i am well 
please. Mm -hmm. So that love is the super glue to the cheer that brings you around the family table and we are connected to one another. That's the way we see one another. This is the way we honor one another. This is the way we love one another. And that's how the world is going to see who we are because mm -hmm. of the way we love one another because we represent God as love. And when we get comfortable with love, we get comfortable with God and one another. And from that place, then we can expand and extend that so that people can see who our Papa is by looking at the sons and daughters. Mm. That's awesome. And I think that, yeah, obviously this is a podcast recorded in audio, but just watching Life's Animation, he actually just transitioned into a teaching that many of you may have seen or, or experienced, and that is using the eagle as a representation of this 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 convergence lifestyle where love is the embodiment of the eagle and then the wings are power and wisdom and that's probably a great link into the other two arms that we've really um, articulated and that is power and wisdom and the power of being represented through the missions movement and the wisdom wing being represented through the reconciliation and transformation movement so let's just focus on power a little bit but from being rooted and grounded in love what does that actually mean as as a missions movement to flow from that family. Then when you have family together, like they were gathering in the upper room, but Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes up on you. The Spirit in you connects you to God and to one another. So the born again experience, but now when you're connected to love, and you become one mm. with love, then the Spirit will come upon you so that you get the empowerment to live the Jesus life. So you should receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you can be my witness, so you can represent me in the same way as the Father represented. So I represented the Father. Now we're going to, the world is also going to see how good he is and how loved they are. Mm. And that comes also from the very power, the empowerment, the anointing. The, the, that's the Christ in you now that is going to be the hope of glory around you so there is a movement here with god so clearly loved this world so much and the power starts with your jerusalem which is in your environment for mm -hmm. us sometimes we define if you're a school teacher that can be your jerusalem or in your home for us a housewife or for the business owner when he wake up and you're going to get the power from a place of love now you have the power also to live this lifestyle out on a daily basis in your jerusalem wow. in your sphere in your environment but it's not going to stop there as we're learning how to steward the power and love in a regular basis, there's another wave. It is in your Judea. It's going to touch nation. Then it's your Samaria. And Samaria was actually the foreigners that God sent there, the international community. So even here in Atlanta, there's pretty much people from every nation. When they are coming in here, they're also going to be touched by this power. And then it's going to touch the uttermost part of the world. Because so much of God's heart is that he wants everyone that is here once and experiencing this good news experiencing how good he is by experiencing his son jesus christ and he does that through sons and daughters that have had the spirit of adoption that is now full of love but then also receiving his powers when they're getting in touch with us the very manifestation of jesus will flow in us and to us and through us the source of heaven will flow through and people will be in touch with that mm -hmm. so the power to be a jesus witness and that's a mission movement that touches our local environment, touches cities, nation, and eventually the least, last lost of the world will also experience how good God is and how loved they are. So it's not limited, but it's like a wave that starts a little bit and then it continues until the uttermost part of the world is hurt. That's why our family movement is always committed even to take this gospel to the darkest places in the world. Yeah. And so we take the brightest light and we bring them into the darkest places. Mm. And the empowerment is what every one of the sons and daughters have to be able to live this life out loud. So healing the sick, cleansing the leper, the power to live a supernatural life 
in a natural way because if you come from a place of love, they're going to see Jesus. And I think that uh, some of some of those territories, some of those regions, some of those environments that God is calling us as family into. So he's, he's as a family, he's calling us as a missions movement into territories and regions. But in those environments, we're facing challenges. We're facing giants that we need to bring down and, and conquer. And we need this this spirit of wisdom to actually bring divine solutions and strategies to those environments. And that is the other wing of the eagle, the other arm, which is this reconciliation and transformation movement. Yes, if you're thinking about the embodiment of the eagle was love and the wings will be power and wisdom. One side of this coin, one side is often what you see as a a, a, excuse me, a covert revival. Mm And that is when you, excuse me, over it, when you go over the radar, yeah, o- yeah. over over the radar. Yeah. That's when people, maybe you see people going out evangelizing, mm-hmm. healing people out on the streets. Yeah. People are encountering the workplace. So it is an element of the power that you will see, like it was with Jesus. People came from all over the place. Mm-hmm. You will see me in stadium atmosphere. So many of the settings that we do, we are demonstrating there. And this is very, very important. This is part of the lifestyle. But there is another element that is as important. And it talks about, and it is the wisdom. That is, we mm. need people to see how, how does a healthy marriage look like? Mm. And the rest of the world will see. How does a healthy family and raising kids are? That's mm. wisdom. How does it look like a city that is set on a hill, Jesus talks about. Other people will come and see, oh, that's what a prospering city looks like. That's how heaven looks like on earth. So the wisdom element of it, it, it brings reconciliation. It restores husbands and wives together. It restores the Sunnis and Shia Muslims together. But it goes underneath the radar. It goes into atmosphere. It's like the kingdom is like a leaven. And before you know, it changes the whole loaf. It changes. So how, how does an economy, because you start to see that systemic poverty is actually solved. And you do not have people poor any longer. Mm. There's example of it that require wisdom. How does a government system, how does the education system, that that's also the good news is coming into the education system. That is wisdom that is being manifested. Mm. So part of our thing, it's a reconciliation movement. It is people that are ambassador of love, but sometimes that is, so it's not all of these things is one, but I'm talking about now sometimes there's individuals in the family table. Their primary thing is, and we have many examples of that, when they wake up in the morning, they say, thank God it is Monday. Mm-hmm. You will maybe not see them doing a lot of the regular street evangelism, but they are carrying a light into their workplaces, into system, the way they're developing laws, the way they're being ethical professors, the way they're practicing medicine. They're doing all of this from an intern, from inside out, and they're changing systems. And eventually the kingdom of God is coming in display. And it starts to bring restoration between heaven and earth, restoration in family, restoration in community, reconciliation between races and all of those things. Mm. And those also needs to be solved. So the people get to see how love looks like, how power and wisdom. But when they becoming one in a family system is when we see transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think two key words that, uh, you know, this is part of the, the statement that we've got, uh, that we've, we've written down here is that, um, that it presents divine wisdom and strategy to bring wholeness and breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And I think those two words are really beautiful in terms of uh, wholeness and breakthrough, um, very much determining. Uh, that's what transformation looks like. Because if, you know, if you think about shalom, shalom is really about 
it's obviously peace, but it's wholeness, peace in terms of wholeness. And that is really what I, I perceive reconciliation to be. It's the restor, restor, restoration of wholeness. And from that place, breakthrough can occur. Yeah, I'm thinking about the scripture verse also just in Romans chapter 8, where mm-hmm. it talks about how, how the whole creation creation everything you can see the nature even from the trees to everything else and the environment around us is moaning and groaning and we Mm -hmm. see that all over the world right now it's shaking it's just crying out what is it crying out for where are the sons where are the daughters of God for the manifestations of the sons of God it says Mm -hmm. so creation right now is just waiting where are the sons where are the daughters where are the ones full of glory so what we're about to see not mystifying glory but glory is when we are stepping in and we're starting to represent god his nature his character his attributes in such a way Mm. that the people gets to see who he is and then they find out who they are and so that's the combination of these three things so i do believe that it's definitely it's very transformational atmosphere is being changed and people are starting coming wow there's a lot of peace here there's wholeness as you're saying take place in people's minds and it's hard Mm. certainly in the marriages where there's been now suddenly they start to love one another. Wow, the kids start to recognize an environment that is healthy, where it is not needing to be fear or control. It's always freedom-based because heaven is a place of freedom. And people are experiencing true freedom. It's honor-based the way they honor one another, not just in the homes, in businesses. Uh, these businesses that is being run by this, you start to see that in the, the people that are working that kind of a business, the owners celebrates them because it's family businesses the people are honoring that the owners and i saw the opposite just recently where everybody's trying to take from one another the business owners trying to take that's the orphan world but this is a family world where everybody gets beneficial because the kingdom is there yeah and as a result it's bringing change into people's life wow yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot more we can unpack there, but uh, I want to get into some of these values because I think that, you know, a lot of people are probably thinking, wow, that, that sounds amazing. Where do, where do we start? You know, how do we how do we start to build the foundation of, of that kind of culture in our life? And so we, we have five values uh, that we've articulated as, a, as an organization, as a movement. And we're going to unpack the first two of those t- today. And they're not necessarily in an order that comes such that one is more important than the other, but there is a logical flow um, in, in, in them. And so we're going to unpack two of those today. And the first one is father-focused. What does that mean, life? Well, first of all, it, it tells you your identity. Mm. When, when, if I have a father-focused life, it says who I am. I'm a son and a daughter. I'm not an orphan when I say I'm a father focus, meaning that when I'm looking at God and I'm seeing God as a father, I see myself as a son. Then I see you as a brother and the way I see everything else is family focus. What I'm beholding now is what I'm becoming. So when I'm looking at the father and part of what we do as a father focus moment, a movement is when I'm seeing the father, I see who I am as a son Mm. and I start to reflect what I'm seeing there. When I'm looking and I'm seeing the face of a loving father, I get to see who I am. And now the way I see everything else changes. And this has been so much part of everyone's identity. There's been identity theft taking place in the world. Mm. And the way we're going to restore that, that identity theft, is for people actually to find out to see who God is so they can see who they are. And when their identity is being restored as sons and daughters, they will begin become fathers and mothers, and you will see the whole generation of blessings continue to flow. So we saw a long time ago when I had my baptism of love experience, 
I realized that this was going to be a key. This is going to be the secret. This is part of the things that has been missing. So in a way, we could say it's a father movement, but it's as much as son and daughter movement, because as I say, sons and daughters become fathers and mothers. But actually to stop the curse in the land, the last word in the Old Testament is curse, where he says before the judgment of the Lord, I am sending you the spirit of Elijah, which is a fathering spirit. I'm turning the father's hearts uh-huh. towards the children, children's hearts towards the fathers. And when that happens, the curse in the land would be broken. And we know the curse implements everything from sickness, disease, to poverty, division, everything that came as a result of the force, uh, excuse me, the fall, and where, where sin came in. But when we're starting and getting the father focus movement of sons and daughters that are stepping in just as Jesus was a son of his father. We have this beautiful spirit of adoption where we are becoming beloved sons and daughters of Papa God. And when they look at us, I think one of my favorite scripture verses is uh, where Philip says, Jesus, could you show us the father, the very one you're talking about? And Mm -hmm. Jesus said, hey, Philip, if you've been with me, you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Wow. And that's my desire for every single one of us as believers. Scotty, I know exactly who your Papa is because when I'm looking at you, I can tell who your Father is. So that each one of us starts to reflect because we're made in His image. We're becoming image bearer. And when we're seeing His face, we see ourselves. And when we get security in who we are, then we can start to add value to one another as beloved sons and daughters. And then we're starting to recognize because this is going to be a family movement that is spreading around the world, that it all starts with His identity as sons and daughters of a good, good father. And when I know who I am, because I know whose I am, everything changes in the way I see the world. Mm. Wow, so good. And from that place of identity, uh, we are then able to move into our second value, which is love compelled. And I think if you don't have that place of identity, we have an issue which is highlighted in one of your books, Healing the Orphan Spirit. You know, We don't want to be sending out orphans to love the world because they're going to be loving from a place of fear or a place of being forsaken or a place of lack. Yeah. Whereas, so this this whole love, the, compelled by love, this motivation of love, love compelled, what, what does that mean to you? What does that look like to you? First of all, First John 4, 16, it says that God is love. And whoever abides in love, abides in God. So the starting point of everything is, how comfortable are you with love? Because that is how comfortable you are with God, because God is love. And the area that is not comfortable with love is not comfortable with God because this is the essence of who he is and who we are. It is like a fish. You put them in water and Scott Thompson just described this very beautiful. So when a fish is in water, what you're starting to see, you see glory, mainly just because that's what he was made for. You Mm -hmm. see an eagle in the sky and you see the eagle soaring. He was made for that. You see a lion, and I've had the joy of seeing lion in the wild. You see that lion, that's what it was made for. And so when you started putting any of the creation into what they were made for, that when God breathed on mankind and released the breath of life, and pretty much what they did is the first thing that Adam saw was the face of his loving father. The first thing he heard was the voice of his loving father. He felt the love of his father. We were made for love. We were made from love. Mm. And that's what God knows that the only way we become totally alive is when we are in love. And when we are receiving this love and becoming love, that's when we can actually show the world. And that's how the world is going to know who Papa God is. That's how they're going to know who Jesus is, Mm. is when we learn how to love one another in the way 
that we have learned how to love ourselves because we have received that love from Papa God. So we are driven by love. We are love compelled. That is what motivates us because that is like the fish in water. Sons and daughters in love, in this place. That's when we're becoming alive. That's when the fruits and the source of the Father. And just one illustration that I think is connected to this because for so many years, many of us had more that visitation, that God has a visitation right. It's kind of on Sunday. Well, I get to visit my kids on Sunday finally. <sighs> because we didn't capture what I often used to cheer number one, the habitation. But that was never intended. This is that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. So what God knows for all of us, for every one of his creation, as it is the fish in the water, an eagle in the sky, or a lion out there, when you and I, what we are in love is when every one of us become alive. And that's how the whole creation actually reflect who he is. That's why this is the second core value for us is to receive love, become love, and give love. Uh, yeah. And I think that key to that is really loving as he loves without an agenda. Um, you know, there's, there's so many hooks in the world today where there's a bait and switch or there's hey do this and we'll give you that or if you perform you know then you can receive love and you know, use that illustration that uh, just like jesus we have an a plus on our report card before we take the exam and i think that communicating love to the world um, whether that be through this kingdom family movement whether that's through our the missions movement and what we do there or whether it's through the wisdom and reconciliation um, that there has to be an agenda to love for love mm. and from love it can't be an agenda to you know when, i think as david wagner articulates that the kingdom of god is not about numbers it's about names it's yeah. a relational gospel love is about a relationship where we're engaging his love to introduce them to the ultimate lover and that can't have an agenda of whether we've got people saved or whether we've got you know them from place a to B. Yeah, and the starting point of all of that is to see the way that God loves us. Yeah. Even when I messed up, no matter what I do, again, when I then capture that he doesn't turn away from me, when I continue to believe in a lie, I turn away from love. Well, he is actually then, how do I know that? Because of Jesus. This is the way Jesus was with the Father. So for me, it became a very important thing that when I mess up, because God is holy and his holiness is as clear as his love. So his love and light always goes together. But what I realized was when I'm messing up, I'm no longer, it's like a fish now without water. Mm. So that's how I become when I'm turning away from turning love. Away. So yeah. the first thing is turn back to water again. I turn back towards love and I become alive again. Yeah. So that's why it's so important for us to see that God's love towards us is unconditional. Yeah. And that's the only way we can love ourselves and love the world unconditional, yeah. loving people without a hook. Yeah. And that's why I love him because he first loved me. But I can only love him backing him with a love that he has loved me. That's why it's so important, first of all, to capture that God is love and what this agape or unconditional love looks like. Learning how to receive and drink from that until we get become so full of that that we become love. And that's what the world gets to taste of. And the first fruit of the Spirit will be love. And from there, there will be the joy that everybody's looking for, the peace and etc. It just flows from a lifestyle abiding in Him, yeah. being in the source, being in love. And everything flows from that place. That's what God knows. And that's what the devil is so afraid of. So good. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that uh, th there's a really logical um, 
just connection there to to a resource um, that we have made available just recently. And I think as we we've been probably for about a year, we've really been unpacking some of this language. I mean, you've been unpacking it for a lot longer than that, but we've really been trying to articulate and refine this language, and make make resources available that can help people. Because I mean, some people are listening thinking a lifestyle of love, like loving without an agenda. Well, I've I've only ever had negative experiences with love. You know, I was always you know, even if I got an A minus, I was told that I needed to get an A plus and I wasn't good enough. And there's, we live in a performance oriented culture. So there is this recalibration that needs to happen um, yeah. between between our interpretation and perception of love and what the father, the father, you know, intended love to be. Yeah, it's very interesting because I was a little over a year ago, I was in a men's conference. Paul Yada was with me and I had a group of men that said, hey, we want a baptism of love. We want an encounter with his love. We also want what we heard Paul Yada have and you have. And, and I stopped with this group of men standing in line. I said, would you like me to pray for you? And you will have an encounter with love. And they said, yeah, that's what we want. Or do you want me to give you a seed of love? Mm. To plant that into a soil. Wow. So that you can get rooted and grounded in love. So that eventually you become a tree of love. What is your marriage going to look like? Mm. And suddenly they get to taste the fruit into your marriage and into your kids and then into your workplaces. And before you know, you have a force of love. Yeah. And we started to talk about it. I said, uh, uh, can we get both? I said, sure, you can get both. But I don't <laughs> want you to leave here because in another week from now, you leak and you need yeah, more. It's not sustainable. But if, can, but if we can get people in the beautiful process that this becomes the cycle of love and then power and wisdom, if you can start on the journey, if I can take you on the journey now, after I pray for you, or after you read the baptism of love, or after you have you've had an encounter with love, now how do you get a seed to become a tree and create a beautiful garden in your life, in your heart, mm -hmm. into your homes, into your businesses, so that eventually everybody gets to taste of this love because the fruit of your life will be so full of love. Mm. And that started our journey where we were trying to find how can I help these men or this being part of our language but it became an urgency because I realized, wow. And they said, how do I receive love then? I don't know how to receive. And we started to practical, tangible, oh, this is how I received love. Wow. And, and how did you become it then? Oh, here were some of the things they cultivated. And then how do you give it? Or how do you manifest? What is a good, oh, here. And that started this journey. And then I was thinking about who is it that can help me the most? Who is it that are living this? And we went to Mozambique and I've been there for mm -hmm. years and we're watching Heidi Baker. Wow, she's received, she's become, and now, wow, it's being manifested yeah. all over the place. Heidi, what did you learn about that? Or Sean Bowles, uh, very much another prophet of love. And I've seen Sean from a place of love. Environment is being changed because he's become the message. Mm -hmm. Way David Wagner. So we decided First of all, I want to invite him into my journey, but let me also invite you into the journey of the best people that we know so that we can bring this so that the average person out there that's just longing for this, they can go on a 12-week journey. And that's how we started this online e-course. And I'm so excited. The first one is available. A couple of hundred people have already yeah. started this process yeah. and journey. And we're seeing the result. It was not just a meeting or an event or YouTube. No, we, we have access to well, all these years that I've been drilling now into the ocean of love, that these people can coming in and take their bucket and going in and we want to get the best nutrients out of that so that people can experience this themselves. That gives me greater joy than what I'm doing. 
and how I'm living it. Now, how can I be able to give this race of other people that have access? And then how do I, in the next moment, bring them into other wells that they also have access to and the tools on a daily basis? So this becomes, so we, each one of us, and I know we are longing for that. We're longing to be like that fish in water. We're longing to be like that in the eagle in the sky. Mm-hmm. We're longing to coming into this environment and then to fill our homes with this environment and to fill the earth with this environment of wow. love. So good. <laughs> so good. Well, it's been an, it's been a really exciting journey to see that come to life. And it's called Upgrade in Love. It's a 12-part e-course. has nine teaching sessions from you, Leif. And then it has three interviews, as you said, one with Heidi, one with David Wagner, and one with Sean Boltz. And each session has a PDF guide. It's got activations. It's got declarations. It's got reflections. There's couple of bonus ebooks uh, in there from Leif and uh, it's a really really exciting resource as Leif said we, I think we've had about 250 people go through it already in the first couple of weeks and uh, we've had some really amazing res- sort of feedback saying this is one of the most practical uh, e-courses or, or learning tools that I've engaged with and uh, so we, we want to make that available to you you can access that at raininlifeacademy.com and you can also uh, you can navigate to it through our website globalmissionawareness.com and as I said everything we're talking about today in terms of the vision and the values is available at globalmissionawareness.com forward slash vision really encourage you to connect with that that material and uh, how do you put in the rain in life the reason somebody just asked me that yeah so it's not rain from the sky it's rain as in a kingdom so r-e-i-g-n Rain in life. Is that one word? Raininlifeacademy.com. Mm. It's one word. And uh, if you're having trouble navigating to it, as I said, go to globalmissionawareness.com. There's a beautiful big banner on the front page there and you can click through to it. But uh, it's an amazing resource. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. There's mm-hmm. opportunity to comment on each of the sessions and give us feedback and share testimonies and some of your stories. We, we want to be able to learn from you as family. So uh, great resource there. And uh, we're going to be back with part two uh, in a little while. uh, And we're going to unpack the other three values of GMA. But uh, we love you. uh, We bless you. We thank you for joining us. And uh, until next time, God bless. God bless.